Hello and welcome to the AMBOSS podcast, Beyond the Textbook. Every two weeks, experts from AMBOSS, the medical education platform, interview medical students and healthcare professionals to showcase international perspectives on everything in medical school and beyond the textbook. I'm your host today, AMBOSS Partnerships Manager, Dr. Tanner Schrank. And today, our guest is AMBOSS Physician and Partnerships Manager, Dr. Henrique Proenza de Cunha. Building a rapport between students and tutors is key for a successful education, and establishing a connection between physicians and patients is fundamental to proper medical care. Now, our guest today will walk us through his experiences attempting all of the above, from Portugal to Latvia to Mexico to many areas in between. So, Henrique, without further ado, thank you and welcome to the show. Hey, Tanner. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. So could you tell us a little bit about your journey through medical school? Yeah, so I started doing research when I was about 16. So I knew I wanted to go either into biology or medicine. I was very interested in contact with people and helping people. And so I decided to choose medicine. Mm -hmm. So then once you decided on medicine, how did your journey in medical school go? Well, when I started, the beginning is very tough, I think, for everyone who who starts medicine. But I ended up being involved with the student association, and that gives you some kind of purpose outside the environment of just cramming and studying. And you can also give something back to the community. And that gave me a lot of soft skills that then became relevant for the work that I do at EMBOSS. I then became involved in organizing exchange programs, and that completely changed my path, both professionally and personally. How's that? I was organizing research exchanges, part of the Standing Committee on Research Exchange from IFMSA, the International Federation of Medical Student Associations. And I ended up also doing a lot of exchange programs. Mm -hmm. I ended up doing 26 months abroad, and that started a process of moving back and forth between Portugal and other countries that ended up with me here living in Berlin and working at AMBOSS. So interesting. It took you all over. So you started in Portugal, then you went abroad. Where specifically did you study? In Cologne and Mm -hmm. in Vienna, Austria, in Riga, Latvia. Then I did the research exchange in Mexico, focused on facial transplantation. This was, I think, one of the most valuable experiences that I had. And it also gave me a chance to improve my Spanish, which I later needed to study public health in Granada, Spain. The sixth year, my final year, I did in Berlin at Charité. It was a very gratifying experience but not easy, especially when you're expected to write letters in German and you have to use indirect speech because you're reporting on hallucinations or dreams. That was something else, but that's all part of the challenge. That's pretty tough. That was my medical degree. Then afterwards, I ended up doing a master's in European public health, and that took me to Granada, Spain, France, and Krakow, Poland, where we studied at the same university. Mm -hmm. I also did an internship in Moscow in rheumatology. Wow, that's all over the world. 
What would you say was the most difficult challenge you faced being an international student in these different places? The most challenging part would be the language barrier. Because if you are an exchange student, then you can sort of navigate your way with English and improvising. But when you have contact with patients, you need to be able to understand them and make yourself understood. And it really depends on which country you are and what the culture of the patient is. Yeah. And it seems like you can't just learn that from a book, right? You have to know the ins and outs of the language and the specific situations that you find yourself in with these patients and with professors too. Yeah, definitely. I think one of the most important things during your course is developing these skills, interpersonal skills and sociability, making sure you are able mm -hmm. to communicate with patients in a proper way and also with your colleagues. Yeah, that's hugely important. Also, the way you initially approach patients. Yeah, and that would change from country to country and even sometimes hospital to hospital, right? Exactly. So then, how did you connect with your educators if you were moving around so much? I think this is one of the hardest challenges. In Portugal, where I come from, the relationship between student and tutor is still quite formal. I noticed that in Eastern Europe, the professors are quite inaccessible. So you are expected to be very subservient. Whereas my experience in Spain studying European public health, you were just on first name terms with the professors. And for me, that was so weird at first. But that meant that we could be having in-depth discussions without having to think Am I being offensive or not that I'm not addressing this person as professor, doctor, all the titles? Yeah, that's very interesting. Something else that I faced based on your ethnicity, you will be regarded by patients and other workers a certain way. And this for me was quite shocking to see, for example. In Poland, my colleagues who were persons of color suffered a lot of discrimination And obviously, if you are a person of color and you are dealing with a patient who is racist, you will have a terrible experience. And as a student, mm -hmm. it can be really tough. Yeah, I think that's an important thing to talk about. So what sorts of cultural differences did you face in the medical education field, specifically in these places? I think the most interesting aspect is whether the program is patient-focused. Yeah. That's a really important distinction to make when you're looking at medical education. Is it just preparing you for a test or is it preparing you for real life? And we see that with AMBOS, for example, all our preclinical questions, they are with vignettes. So I think for me, that's the biggest challenge is recognizing, is this about the patients or are the questions going to be one-liners with something that I should have memorized? I think these clinical vignettes are super important. Also, that needs to be the focus of your study. Mm -hmm. Try to think how is this important for your future clinical life and not just to pass exams. Yeah. So a huge aspect of medical school is seeing patients in clinical years and performing a history and physical is already difficult in any language. 
A 2016 paper in the BMC Medical Education Journal found that the single most cited worry among international medical students in Germany was, quote, difficulties with studies because of language deficits. Now, you've studied across the world where they speak very different languages. What solutions did you find to breach this language barrier in the clinical setting? Before I did my exchange to go to Cologne, I got A2 level thanks to an integration course. When I was doing obstetrics and gynecology at Charité, every day for like one month, I helped out with C-sections. And finally, a midwife invited me to help her with a normal birth. And the patient, I realized she doesn't speak any German. She doesn't speak any English. And we needed some kind of keywords. And only with two words, we were able to communicate for eight hours. Wow. And I recognized that all that was necessary was empathy and always assuming that the people have the best intentions. Yeah, I think that's key. So what other really important lessons did you learn while studying abroad? When in Rome, do as Romans do. You have to be humble enough to recognize that the way you've always done things might not be the best way, or maybe it might not be compatible with the local culture. So mm -hmm. first, stand back, observe, listen, try to understand what's happening, know when to ask for help, learn from your mistakes, let go and move on. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's true whether you're a student on exchange or even if you're not, even if you're a healthcare professional in the hospital, I think seeing every opportunity as a learning experience is super rewarding, super helpful. Yeah. To finish up the episode, if you could give our listeners any advice beyond the textbook, what would you say? Some amazing advice that we got was from our biochemistry professor. She said, don't miss out on the parties, but tomorrow I'll see you here at 8 a.m. She mentioned like, as a doctor, you will need to do 12 hours or 24 hour shifts. If as a doctor, you're going to have to do all these shifts, make sure you perform under stress, under sleep deprivation. Why not start now? Just go out, mm -hmm. have all the fun. <laughs> and at 8 a.m., there you are for the lecture. If you fall asleep a little bit, the important thing is that you try. Just make your notes and deal with that later. But yeah, be sociable. Enjoy the beginning of your academic experience and show up. Do your best. I like that. It's very realistic advice. Thanks for that. And thank you for joining me today and sharing your thoughts and experiences, Enrique. This has been excellent. My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. And I look forward to hearing your next podcast. You've been covering great stuff. Thanks. And to all our listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the AMBOSS podcast. Today, we discussed studying medicine all over the world and overcoming obstacles as an international medical student. The links in the description can give you a more in-depth understanding of these concepts. If you like this episode, please give us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can check out the AMBOSS platform for your medical studies and sign up for a free five-day trial at amboss.com.